0: Like someone skimped on the meat in his sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to How to Train Your Dragon Week here on We Read the Book. I'm Adam Heap.
1: <laughs> Apparently I'm the guest this week. I'm Sally McMaster, who just cannot record an intro to save his life. <laughs> so thank you to Sally for saving my bacon. Welcome. Welcome to We Read the Book. Uh, love do you is... want to actually do your own thing? No, 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 that's cool. I'm, okay. I like, I'm, I'm, I'm down. You're yeah. you're, you're uh, like permanent friend on the show. You're in the Hall of Fame. Hooray. Uh, we're, we're thinking of building an official like you know, physical location for that next the year. The Sally Shrine. The
0: Sally Shrine. Yeah,
1: that's the one. I'm into um, it. <laughs> uh, Lois is not with us this week uh, for mystery reasons we just don't know where she is and, and, and that sounds like we're joking but we're not
0: <laughs> she may be dead in which so case
1: this will we'll pro- not be we'll released we'll probably edit that yeah. probably edit so we hope that. she's not dead uh, Lois if you're dead we're sorry <laughs> um, question of the week this week if you had to replace a part of your body with either prosthetics or bionics what would it be?
0: As much as I kind of would like a Winter Soldier arm, I would probably go with my eyes, so long as it was, like, instant and painless and I didn't have to think about it beforehand. Well,
1: you would assume that... I, I'm just assuming, like, bang, something's already yeah. happened and you need to get them. I'm not yeah. thinking about the pain involved in them being removed beforehand. Yeah, I'd
0: probably do my eyes. Because um, you don't
1: use your bad eyesight, or...? Uh,
0: slightly bad eyesight but I want them to be perfect and I don't know maybe we'd chuck in some like x-ray vision or zoom or laser that's eyes cool. or something to sweeten it what about you
1: I was trying to think about like I I reckon if I like I mean personally right now I think I'd do my spine and I know that sounds super weird Oh, that's a good one actually. but like it'll just give you like s- like super good back health for the rest of your life so yeah. that's something you have to worry about in old age and like just, like, lifting bags and stuff. I might have easy. to change my answer, actually, because
0: <laughs> I have a, quite a bad back.
1: So, if anyone knows where to get a good, cheap robotic <laughs> spine, uh, let us know.
0: Spine replacements are us.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's How to Train Your Dragon Week. Yeah. This is cool. I, um, so, I've known for quite a while, like, uh, I was kind of aware that there was a book series about this. I think mm. there's like, 12 of them or something like that. Quite a uh, few. Written by Cressida Cowell. Uh, and then, obviously, the film adaptation, I think it was 2010. Uh, Who was the director?
0: Uh, the two people who did li- Lilo and Lilo and Stitch.
1: Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlois. De, DeBlois. DeBlois? DeBlois? DeBlois, yeah, that's probably it.
0: DeBlois? It's
1: Canadian, so yeah. French
0: Neat.
1: So let's take a vote, book or film? Film. Film, yep. Just,
0: I don't I think, I didn't mind the book, but it's very obviously not written for me, so I... I didn't find I didn't think it had as wide appeal to non-children as the film does. like I think the film's more accessible for adults and for people who are not kids, whereas the I think the book's pretty much a kid's book.
1: yeah, like, absolutely it's, 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 which it's
0: supposed to be like, yeah, I'm not, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong
1: with that I mean and, and that is 100 percent why our preference is is the film because i'm I'm that for the exactly the same reason. Um, and It wasn't even a bad book. Like I nah. would see, especially young boys. I think could get really into this. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. It's, I mean, the the book is a bit of a sausage fest, which is funny given that it was yeah. written by a woman. But <laughs> I um, know. Uh, yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh. The the thing is that the film was originally going in that direction for about the first half of its development, uh, mm. and then uh, the directors ended up changing it uh, because. Uh, so the, I'm reading this Thank off of Wikipedia. God. The original plot was being described as heavily loyal to the book, uh, but was being was regarded as being too sweet and whimsical as well as geared towards a too young audience. So, which, you know, yeah. is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's not surprising they took in this direction, and uh, they did a fantastic job with it. I think so. It's a, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's really well critically acclaimed too, which is not always the case for animated films, you know. They yeah. tend to be just regarded as kind of your standard kids' family film. Yeah, fare.
0: It, it, is, it is such a such a really great film for dreamworks i know dreamworks makes like blockbuster animated films but i think compared to pixar and that's pi- the trouble is they're have, always compared to people pixar. have like you know their notion of what a pixar film is versus what a dreamworks film is and dreamworks is not always uh as highly regarded as pixar I think it's because
1: and pixar puts pixar. out so few bombs yeah, like they're just so consistently good, and, and of course there's yeah. some that are just out, But even their like bad films are Still okay. Good. Yeah. Um, whereas DreamWorks has occasionally put out some yeah. real stinkers. And they,
0: you know, they are they can be a little bit formulaic as well.
1: And you've now got Disney putting out there like uh, you know three D animated films mm. yearly as well. So there's a lot of competition in the yeah. animated film world. So, but but this is definitely probably this is probably one, one of DreamWorks' one best, of best, if ones. not the. Yeah. Um, and the sequel too, although we're not reviewing yeah. that here. Uh, is also great, just great. a fantastic film. Mm. Deals with some like really uh, both uh, themes that that cater for kids and adults. Um, and, and animation's gorgeous, you know. Yeah. It, music
0: a, soundtracks amazing. Yeah. There's, there's just, yeah. very much yeah, about it, which is it's why i are voting
1: for it. Yeah. Uh, so the question then is: Is it a good adaptation?
0: I mean, I guess it does capture some uh, some parts of the book quite well. I think they do the different types of dragons quite well, stuff like that. But because it does have quite a large difference from the book, like, and I think some of the more sort of standout parts can, can be quite different and, in fact, quite opposite to what the book was, I think. I don't know if I'd call it a good adaptation, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, yeah. I think it's its own thing and that's fine. Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh i I agree this is a really hard one to judge especially when when so what they're basically doing here is trying to take the core concept so with the rework obviously if that was that if they were heading in that direction of of going very sickly sweet and and mm. kids' film and then changed it what they're doing then is that they're just trying to take the core concepts from that book and and turn it into a different story and I suppose I...
0: that is add adapt- Adapting, yeah, it, yeah. it is,
1: and, and and they do, you know, they try and use as many character names as possible, and and, and I think they what they do well is that they select what, all the good bits, yeah, they select the good yeah. stuff to keep and then rework what doesn't
0: doesn't you, what doesn't translate fit into a film. good
1: family film, you yeah. know. Um, so on that front, I think they do a good job. It is very different, like, yeah. Like, well, some
0: of the characters are just like completely reworked, yeah, or like.
1: But for the better, I think I, I don't better. think there's any. I mean, the 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 kid sidekicks, most of them lack a bit of depth. But but yeah. like the, the characters that you want to focus on, which are Hiccup and uh, Stoic and and Astrid, kind mm. of all have that. And toothless, yeah, and, and Toothless, yeah. even even the dragon toothless that can't speak,
0: is pretty different. Has
1: depth. Yeah. I I would argue that he has more depth in this where he can't speak than he does in the book where he he can. Yeah, yeah. Um, well,
0: he's definitely a lot more likable. Oh,
1: one hundred percent.
0: I found Stoic to be a lot more likable at least at the beginning of the film than he is in the book. as the film went on, he got a bit less likable and like, oh, what the heck yeah. is going on here? but he but he's complete like he has completely different opinion at the start of the film, because in the book, obviously he's the chief, and he wants hiccup to be the best hero around like that classic father pressure type. story Story. but in the film he's like look you're not a big strong viking i've made my peace with it it's fine and of course when hiccup becomes a bit you know more viking-ish in his eyes he does get happier and he's like yeah we now have things in common but it's not from a place of like you need to do what i say and you need to be what i want is quite nice yeah Um, i didn't really like him in the book very much at all
1: yeah I, th- I mean, really, uh, the, the final say on, on whether it's a good adaptation, I guess, is just that they do, the, you take the concept and you make it, and if you make it better, I think it's hard to say that it's a bad adaptation. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I think it is good, although, again, very different. Yeah. Uh, plot summary for those of you who aren't familiar with the story. A hapless young Viking hiccup who aspires to hunt dragons uh, becomes unlikely friends with one and learns there may be more dragons than he and his fellow villagers have believed. Uh, So let's talk about the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jay Baruchel, 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 Jay Baruchel, as Hiccup.
0: I like him. He's pretty good. Yeah, um. fits the
1: fits the role well. He's got that bit of like you know teenage squeakiness yeah. about him.
0: Yeah, but not like prepubescent.
1: No, and he, um. and he's definitely got. He has a voice that kind of mature, like. It always, you can sense the maturity in him. Like yeah. He, he, I mean, it, he plays the role very well. I
0: yeah, think. I think so. He's got that kind of, like, the weight of the world on his shoulders, even though he's a teenager, but not in a kind of angsty way, which it could have gone. Yeah, I like him. He's
1: good. He does feel, yeah, like, he, he, they. I th- that's one of the because things I really like about it is that I feel like a lot of these characters manage to just go slightly to the left of a trope. Yeah. You know, like that which is maybe why I feel they have a bit depth to them. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're just a, that little bit different. Uh, ex- again, except for the, the minor characters, which kind of do fall into more stereotypical mm-hmm. roles, but still. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Butler as Stoic the Vast.
0: I really like him. I think I like Gerard Butler as Stoic better than I've liked him in live action films that I've seen him in.
1: Yeah. It's a really solid He's performance. He's really good. I am a sucker, as I mentioned before, uh, for... Uh, father son stories mm. uh and there's that that moment that happens later in the film i'm not going to talk about it now but i i did tear up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a real sucker for it. and and for to to pull that off in an animated film relies so heavily on he's the voice very cast good.
0: he's very good
1: um yeah really good uh craig ferguson has gobba the belch which is a <laughs> hell of a name i
0: love it yeah, I thought he was good as well. Um, I, I,
1: I knew who this was, but like, but couldn't just picture it in my head. But I was like, I know that Scottish accent. Yeah,
0: yeah. I really like how they just le- lent into the Scottish accents. For the adults only for some reason. I don't yeah, know why all the kids are American, but Vikings can be whatever you want them to be. <laughs> fine. Not um, that Vikings. I don't know. Whatever.
1: <laughs> um, America Ferrera as Astrid.
0: Yeah, she was good, pretty much, as the character yep. required. I don't know if
1: this is a new character as well. Yeah. Uh, not not one that exists in the book. Yeah. Uh, there are no no girl, but no well, there are girl Vikings. They're just no girl kids. Yeah. In the book.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if. She was good, but I think the character herself is kind of generic. Anyway, I think, yeah, I think so she's pretty un, pretty underserved in this. I don't just know probably... how much more she could have done with her. Yeah, and and that is
1: really in the, in the scheme of things that is nitpicking. Yeah, uh, but you do in a film that's so full of male characters, you do kind of want to see the females more well rounded, I guess. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, she was good. She's not like
1: a weak character or I anything know, like that, not. but um, yeah. I, it's been so long since I've seen the second one that I can't remember if they, they kind of do her more justice there and I feel like they do because um, I feel like she has a bigger role I
0: can't remember either, but yeah, yeah
1: it's been too long Uh, Christopher Mintz plus as Fishlegs He's I don't cool. know
0: who I don't know if I've I recognise him from anything else Yeah, but
1: I, know that, as I thought he as did I just well. know the name Yeah, I could not picture his face
0: I think I yeah I liked Fishlegs in this I thought he was a good he, again different from the book but I thought he uh filled a need. Yeah, so they the they keep that
1: kind of nerdiness part about him yeah. um and they translate that into him basically being a walking encyclopedia which yeah. serves the film kind of as a bit of expository sort yeah. of stuff about like what types of dragons can do certain things. Mm-hmm.
0: And he wasn't like cuz in the book He's not the best friend of Yeah, of well bo- in the book Hiccup has no friends except for Fishlegs. Yeah, they're the two like outcasts. Yeah. And yeah, because they're both outcasts whereas in this I suppose none of the kids are like as much of a bully as they all are in the books. They're all kind of friends, even if Hiccup's not like popular or whatever. Yeah, he's
1: he's not like they don't. He doesn't get his face beaten into the yeah. ground, you know. Like yeah.
0: So I guess you know, Fishlegs isn't doesn't really have any kind of special friendship or anything. That bullying him.
1: is probably like a theme of of that kid's book. Yeah, know, whereas, yeah. Whereas that's just they, I'm they discard sure, that here. I'm pretty
0: yeah. sure that because um. Snotlout, who I'll, we'll get to, he, he's um, the... Jonah Hill is Snotlout. Yeah, he's uh, the cousin. He's his father's brother's son, so he's could potentially be a new chief if Hiccup doesn't.
1: And that's in the book. Yeah. yeah, so
0: they kind of do away with all of that sort of politics, I yeah, guess, yeah. for this Yeah, they, they shift the
1: focus here to, you know, the... the... Doing something different than yeah. what other people want you to do is kind of the, the thing. There's a better way to word that, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm not getting in my brain. Uh, and joining them uh, as the kid in the kids cast as TJ Miller and Kristen Wiig as Toughnut and Roughnut, who are a fun. Duo. I think they're
0: good. They're fine. Yeah. They've got the sort of. It, it's interesting. I didn't recognise Kristen Wiig's voice in this because she's going into that kind of California sort of.
1: Yeah, she's trying to match the kind of, I, I feel like, TJ Miller's voice and mm. like to make it seem more like the, the twins that they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. And David Tennant as uh, Spite Lout, who is...
0: Uh, He's barely uh, in it, really, really yeah, to be honest. Yeah, but
1: worth, worth mentioning that he felt... The, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll come here with well, this. Well,
0: he, he, he uh, read the audiobook, which Lois could probably talk about because I think she usually...
1: I wonder if that had come out before... Ooh, the I Because if so, that might have influenced whether he got like a, you know, a little cameo in this. Maybe,
0: yeah, I'm not too sure.
1: And that pretty much rounds out the cast, I think. So let's talk about the plot. Uh, so we're going to follow the plot of the film. And this is going to be a bit of a strange one because the plots are so wildly divergent.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we can talk about both, as they...
1: Yeah, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll hone in on, on some of the key differences. Um, uh, and, and I guess right at the start, um, so the... the film opens up with uh, you know the village of berk which is where all the vikings live uh, and kind of they're basically under attack almost from the first minute of the film uh, by dragons which is you know one of the big key differences here because in the book uh, the vikings and dragons are already partners um or well, or, 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 well part, you know uh they're, they're already living you know in yeah. kind of a, a symbiotic relationship um yeah where the, the vikings they're, they're like Trained pets, sort yeah, of, um, like you know, as part of their initiation,
0: thing. the yep. kids have to go and steal a dragon, like a tiny dragon, and
1: yeah, that's the like, <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, yeah.
0: But then the but the dragons are staying with them because they provide them food. They're very, they're sort of they could fly away and they do if they if it doesn't suit them. They're only there because it suits them.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, and here in the film uh they're they're like enemies they're at war yeah and we don't we'll learn exactly why until later but it's not really important to know so they they kind of use this like attack to tell you what hiccup is like as a character mm. which is interesting you know you know you don't often learn a lot about a character from an action sequence uh yeah. very uh, like as, as a kind of a explainer on who a new character is
0: especially if they're not a fighter
1: yeah, yeah he's good. so he's someone who wants to be a fighter but uh it's shown that pretty much everyone in the village thinks he's a liability and yeah. that he's and that it's very clear that he doesn't possess a lot of the natural traits that vikings have.
0: Yeah, whereas in the in the book he's not a, he's also not a fighter but he doesn't seem to have any interest to be like he doesn't have that kind of like oh I wish I was better I wish I was stronger. He was like why can't I just be ordinary? Or why can't why do why can't I just excel in the things that I excel at? I don't really want to be a hero. Whereas in this, he's like, I want to be a hero. I just suck.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what this is one of the one of the things that did kind of peak my uh, like critical brain during while I was watching the film is that at, I feel like at some points I couldn't really tell if they explained it very well that he only wants those things because he wants to fit in. Like yeah. uh, so, I, I couldn't tell how much he wanted that because it was what his dad wanted him to be. Yeah. And I feel like that's a large that would fit that narrative because that is the story they they try to tell mm-hmm. is that you know the father and son just do not connect naturally. Yeah. Um, and a father learning to accept his son in a, a as a different kind of
0: yeah. Like what? Like as I said, I think stoic in the film he has accepted it from the beginning. He's kind of just you're not like this and. You know, we'll deal with that. Um, yeah, he does,
1: it's kind of a situation where he has to live with it has, because he yeah, does. He, he does kind of like he accepts it fun because it he has to. to like, know, to it's not because he's film.
0: like happy about it. Mm. But in the book, Stoic is very much like I'm the chief. You're my son. You have to. What you do reflects on me. You have to be a hero. You have to have the best dragon. And everyone
1: else I feel like it's has a more, the same feelings. Yeah, it's a little bit more two D in the book. You know. Oh, course, like it's, yeah. um, and again, it is a kids' book. You know, you don't you have different aims in in doing mm. that. Uh, the the key point in this uh, fight is that you learn about a bunch of different types of dragons, most of which will will become some of the kids' friends during the film. But here, uh, Hiccup shoots down a Night Fury, mm. uh, which is. One of the rarer dragons that uh, is, you know, they build up to be yeah. quite powerful and really fast. No one knows
0: anything about them. They're a mystery. Yeah, they don't no know one's what they, they look one. like or.
1: It was one of the interesting things that I thought is that they talk so heavily about killing them. Yeah. You know, for, for, a, for a, <laughs> a, a film which a lot of kids are going to go see. They, they're they not like. They don't pull punches. Yeah. They're, they're talking about killing dragons.
0: Yep. Yeah. Which
1: are. And some of them are very, very cute.
0: Yeah. So in the book. um. The Night Fury, Toothless, is not a Night Fury. He's just like a common, I forget what they call him. I name. think those are called like a, a common dragon. a common dragon or a or garden a... Dragon, dragon or something like that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, I think it serves the film a bit better, you know, to have, like, the special dragon be Hiccup's Yeah, range, it does like, mark
1: him out as being that kind of... Chosen one type. Yeah.
0: I, I do like, though, that it was I, I don't know i have the i have mixed feelings of like what i like to have in a kids book sh- telling kids that it's okay not to be like the best if you're not or that sort of thing versus what it is exciting to watch so yeah. i kind of like that the book had like a quote unquote ordinary boring dragon be like the hero dragon um and hiccup's friend but the film really needed A cool dragon. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, this is your selling point for the film, you know, um, is is having a cool, something good to put on the poster. Mm. Um, And a a kind of, uh, the way, the the design of Toothless is awesome. Like, you know, so they talked about part of his inspiration was kind of a Black Panther sort of-esque.
0: He's like part panther, part dog. And I dig it.
1: Yep. The wide eyes, like, there's a lot of, it's really good emotion. His
0: his movements as well, animation's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, really solid. So, and, and that really helps sell this film, you know, because he is a main character. He's one of the two main characters in this.
0: It's interesting because the books have, um, dragons can speak. They speak dragonese, which Hiccup also speaks, um, illegally, I guess. He's taught it to himself how to, I, I, I like that in the book that, he's like gone out of his way to learn the language of the dragons. And so you sort of see the dragon's point of view, even though the dragons are a bit shit, like they're, they're very selfish and that's like part of their characteristics, which Toothless then overcomes later. But yeah, I kind of, I like that they took the time to do that in the book to show that Hiccup goes out of his way to learn and like, doesn't just yell at the dragons, which is what the Vikings are all about. That's how they, how to train your dragon is literally yell at them a lot. That's yep.
1: the entire book.
0: That's the book that they get given to learn how to train dragons. Whereas Hiccup has to take a different approach, which is a nice, nice touch, but it's good in the book, in the movie that they don't bother with that. They yep. just have, you know, non speaking dragons, but get all the characterations through their movements and through their sounds and facial expressions yeah, and, and they're all very distinct in design as well know, mm.
1: the, uh, the different dragons so Hiccup's heads off to kind of uh, find this this Night Fury because he knows that he has captured it and, uh, and no one believes him of course because yeah. uh, it, it's a bit of a boy who cried wolf thing he's, it sounds although we're never told this it sounds like he kind of has done this before <laughs> that he's told people he shot down a Night Fury <laughs> Yeah. so he goes and approaches it and uh, finds that he's kind of injured it. Mm. it he like basically he shoots it down with his own like invention so he's shown to be a kind of a bit of a um yeah a inspector gadget type He
0: works in uh what's in a the, blacksmith
1: I think, what's it? oh, oh Gobber. Gobba. is it Gobber? i think it's Gobber. yeah Gobber.
0: i'll say that he works in Gobber's workshop as a blacksmith so he has all. the he's
1: got a bit of a, an engineer's touch yeah it tools of him. the trade yep and uh he uh so he, Injures it and then shoots it down with like a bit of a, a, like a rope kind of device. And heads off to find it and finds that he's injured it. Uh, and w- when he goes in for the kill, he finds that he cannot do it. He just doesn't have it in him no matter how hard he tries. And, uh, and he sets it free.
0: He's a shit Viking for yeah. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stoic, uh, goes off to, so he goes, so basically winter is, is about to hit the village, uh, which means they won't be able to go out anymore and they want to stop the dragon attack. So they set off on him and all the kind of the, Adult Vikings go out on one last mission to uh try and find the dragon's nest, which they thus far have not been able to locate and they hopefully they'll find their aim is to locate it and stop the attacks mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: so while they're gone uh hiccup is put in training for, uh, dragon they call it dragon training Viking training really yeah uh, this is kind of this kind of takes one of the these bits from the book where so Gobber is like the tutor for mm-hmm. these kids. And they're kind of they're not they don't have to catch their own dragon obviously, yeah. but they're kind of learning how to
0: Yeah. And they're in a very much of a sink or swim, kinda of thrown into it, uh without much uh guidance or anything. And that kind of echoes what the book was saying. Uh basically they're told if you don't go and catch your dragon uh, you may as well not come back. You'll be exiled. Yeah, which like, seems pretty ruthless. God.
1: And then there's some so amusing spun, bits later on as like his dad goes on.
0: Shit. Like, yeah, his
1: dad goes on like this this existential yeah. crisis about like should I banish my son forever and never see him again? Well, I guess it's what Thor wants. Yeah. Like
0: what? <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> the, the chief, are, the so right. I have to. I'm like you're the chief, so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> going to do what you say. Yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> And um, Hiccup, uh, who's kind of er- originally one of the weaker, well, the weakest by far in Dragon Training, uh, starts becoming better, and this is because he's kind of sneaking off to visit uh, the dragon, yeah. who's who's becoming closer and closer friends with you know he feeds him, yeah, and they kind of uh, he allows him yeah. to touch him, names him
0: Toothless, yeah, because right.
1: originally he's got lots of guns. Well, he's not actually toothless like They're, he like, is in the book. Retracted. He he yeah. It's like like a not not a shark there's a, there's an animal that can do that but I don't know whatever. like a
0: cat's claw sort yeah, of thing. but yeah he's uh injured it so toothless can't uh escape this like valley thing that he's stuck in
1: um, but he wants to help him so he using his uh, like engineer's hands uh builds this like little strap on uh which so but what's happened is that <laughs> build to- the
0: dragon a strap on and that's where oh. you get bad dragon
1: <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> You're welcome. That is a kids podcast. <laughs> Well, it's not a kid's podcast, but not anymore, anyway.
0: <laughs> they seem to play very fast and loose with how the contraption
1: works. Yeah, like, I didn't care. Like, and fine. when it works. Yeah. Because like, uh, like,
0: yeah, they fine. have moments where it's like, oh, no, he can't control it. And so now, you know, they're um, going to plummet to their death until he, like, manages to fix it. And then later on, like, it gets burnt away entirely. And he's fine. He He doesn't need it to steer. I don't know. Seems, yeah I don't like those sorts of continuity problems no I don't but
1: to be honest I didn't even think about it once during the film okay. so it must not have been that big a deal for for me at least <laughs> um to the the kind of device is that uh toothless' tail has like f- fin wings or something yeah. on the back of it and the left one has kind of been torn off yeah um, so he cut he got, got builds in this little uh, extra wing that kind of um, straps around his tail
0: yeah and that he, and can, he can
1: control this control
0: foot. with a with his it's like a pedal. pedal sort of thing. Yeah, like a rudder or something yeah. that he uses to. And he builds steer himself a in. harness
1: and everything, yeah. and, and uh, eventually, once he gets it on, they uh, they fly. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the things that they wanted to sell the film on. They worked super hard on the animation for uh, fire and for flying. Yeah,
0: well, it shows because yeah. it's amazing.
1: Yeah, there's not a, not a moment of this when they're flying that it looks even close to bad. It's it's amazing it's funny how instantly and they use the music really well for this uh they turn kind of the comedy of him not really knowing how to fly into kind of a serious moment as he kind of like levels out and then suddenly there's like you know tranquil colors and and nice music in the background that's great they they control that mood really well and so yeah as he as he's uh, as he learns more about toothless he learns kind of what tricks apply to the dragons and how Mm. you can kind of calm them and, and yeah. be able to be their friends which kind yeah, of goes scared, against.
0: Scared of eels so he yeah. brings an eel and you know. Not he...
1: Learns where on the neck you can tickle to, yeah. to, come, to get them to roll yeah. over. So
0: now he's the dragon whisperer <laughs> according to the village.
1: Yeah and I like that this trick apparently works, these tricks work on every dragon, every dragon. and not just toothless. Uh, and yeah so he's becoming better and better at training uh, as a result of all of this. Astrid who is the girl of the kids group, uh, is she's shown to be taking notice of yeah. Hiccup's, like, strange, sudden improvement, and she figures something's up, so she tracks him down and, and finds Toothless. Yeah. Um, Rough
0: Nut is also one of the girls of the... <laughs>
1: yeah, I keep forgetting that, and this is funny, because we just watched, like, two episodes of the Netflix series in which they make jokes, they're like, oh, I can't tell which is which. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point.
0: They kind of blend together. Yeah. They're one character. Basically. She's a bit of a
1: tomboy. Not that that makes her any less of a girl, but... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, she's a little... Hesitant at first she's about to run up and tell a village, but they have a cool like montage where he, he like swoops down and they fly her off K-naps and stuff. Her. Yeah, yeah, basically. Mm. Um, and
0: uh, Toothless is like playing wingman as well, like getting her to like
1: <laughs> kinda of nudging her and stuff. No,
0: he, he like hiccup is like, Alright, I'll show you how majestic and awesome flying with a dragon is but Toothless starts flying really erratically and spinning around and so Astrid has to like clutch. To the back of Hiccup, and then Solid he work, level buddy. levels out, yeah, and yeah. it's like, hey. Nice, nice work.
1: It's a uh, nice
0: uh, manipulating <laughs> of women. Yeah, yeah. good job, manipulating strange, the strange dragon friend. very valid fear that she would fall off his back.
1: Uh, and, and in this, like, flying montage, they, uh, Toothless kind of takes them to the main dragon's, like, lair. They kind of, so they're in the clouds and kind of find themselves in the middle of a dragon swarm, and they've all got, like, their catch of sheep or whatever, you know, livestock in their mouth. And so Toothless follows them with Astrid and Hiccup in tow, and they kind of end up in this cave where the dragons aren't eating their, their catches. They're kind of just dropping it in this pit, and then it's shown through a kind of cool CGI reveal. Uh, well, I mean, it's all CGI, but, uh, like this giant dragon more comes out of the depths and kind of grabs the, uh, the food. And,
0: well, grabs one of the dragons that's only offered like a poultry, like fish.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they call, they call this dragon the Red Death. Um, uh-huh. So they do take uh, kind of an element of the book here. So the the kind of villains of the book, I guess, are these two uh, enormous uh, sea like, dragons, sea, sea, like gigantic dragons, or they call them something like that. Yeah. And only one of them is really kind of like the antagonist per se, but yep. there are two of them. And they are They're the like, Green Death and the Purple Death. They yeah. call them. Uh, so it is. I, I like that they kind of kept that element of a giant dragon yeah. in the film because uh, it, it looks sick.
0: Yeah, it does. Reminds me of uh, some of the kaiju in Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the design of the head and the you know the eyes and stuff. No, they call it the
1: Red Death, but like
0: it, it's not it's, red. It's not red, right? It wasn't just me. No, it's, it's like so, freaking. It's blue.
1: It, it is blue. And... I mean, I
0: suppose it. Breathes fire. In the cave,
1: it looks red it looks because red. there's all like those, you know, red volcano light, smoke, and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Chilling in there, and so they learn about this and uh, decide to, and, and they know that this is why the dragons are attacking the village to yeah, try to and steal get their food, food their, for their the sheep
0: and death. livestock
1: and stuff. So Hiccup and Astrid take Toothless back, and their plan is to kind of tell, yeah, like the, show
0: the that the, the, dragons. the dragons are more than just killing machines, and yep. that. Hiccup, you know, can show that they're gentle by, you know, his dragon whispering.
1: Yeah, so his plan, to, his, his uh, opportunity to do this is uh, the kind of final event of dragon training. So because he's kind of been the most outstanding uh, participant, mm. he's chosen to have to kill uh, a, what do they call it? A nightmare. Uh,
0: no, I think it's one of.
1: Uh, or a fire. Not a fire fire night. something. Yeah.
0: Fireworm or something like that.
1: Fireworms is the one from the. Um, Book.
0: Yeah, yeah but yeah it's uh, a,
1: a and stoics returned uh
0: not victorious with a whole bunch of his men yes true uh, so... but he is happy
1: to hear that hiccup is succeeding in this training so kind of the whole village gathers to watch this event yeah. and hiccups plan is to kind of show them that dragons are actually friendly and and yeah. why are they
0: yeah they don't have to kill them all, all. Right,
1: exactly it so all he's...
0: goes wrong it
1: all goes terrible uh so as he's doing this um uh, he's about to kind of Uh, like pet this, this evil, evil quote unquote dragon in, in the middle of the ring and. Stoic. uh, Stoic shouts at at it and it's, and it's been, uh, explained earlier that loud noises make dragons freak. Yeah. Um, and And uh, like
0: he bashes a. Yeah, his club on the cage. Metal and it's just like. Uh,
1: and then everything kind of just explodes out of control from there. Toothless, uh, comes to Hiccup's aid at the last minute. But conveniently
0: can. Well, yeah, fly,
1: he, he just it. senses that Hiccup is in danger, no. which is a... Well, bit no,
0: of, he hears it. Like, it shows. He, does he hear it I yeah, thought?
1: Yeah, he, like, hears. I didn't his, actually. Oh, I did not his notice cries. that. I just assumed. That was. I was but very he can concerned. He
0: conveniently, like, fly straight there without the need of a pilot, but. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully that's just because he's, he's been learning how to use his. Yeah, it's um, what it's. yeah. Whatever. It's one of those things where I, I, I guess it does kind of just serve the moment, but yeah. whatever.
0: So he comes um. and protects him. uh... Very nicely.
1: Yeah, but like, he's captured.
0: He's captured because Stoic doesn't believe Hiccup and um, well, any fears he had
1: about dragons being aggressive were confirmed the moment that one yeah. attacked his son because it, it does like it, it yeah, does attack him. Starts up.
0: attacking him and um, but Toothless uh, that they've they've made a big deal of the Vikings believing that a dragon will always go in for the kill um, and we've seen obviously that uh, Toothless didn't do that for hiccup when he first uh attacks him earlier on and again he he holds off because to uh hiccup yells out no no don't kill my dad sort of thing yeah he's captured and put on the boat
1: yeah this is one of those moments that the uh the film actually does take from the book as well as that kind of final training Mm. scene kind of going awry um in the book there's like 10 kids from this, from Hiccup's village and 10 from another village all yeah. meet and they're doing they this final a, trial. Thing. Yeah,
0: like competition, whose dragon can who, get who, the most fish. Yeah. Who's trained their dragon the best. Yep. And uh, Toothless starts a fight and all the dragons just like go nuts. Well, he stands
1: up for himself really against a, a bully dragon. Yeah. Um, uh <laughs> And yeah, and then
0: all the kids are exiled because the Vikings yeah. are all monsters. They're exiled monsters. to live on
1: a faraway island away from their families forever yeah. because of Thor. Yeah, good job. Thanks, thanks, Marvel's Thor for really screwing up this film. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think if DreamWorks and kind of Marvel are owned by the same people, but I don't think they. Are. I don't think no, Disney they are, are Dreamworks, not. So, <laughs> um, so Stoic uh, has toothless chained to the boat, and um, Hiccup kind of inadvertently reveals that. He know that Toothless knows where only a dragon can take you to the dragon's nest, and so so it's like hmm, mm. a plan, and yeah. straps into the boat and off they go. Yeah, and they, uh, have... they leave the kids behind, of course. Yeah, cause...
0: and they have like a sad like you're not my son. Yeah, he disowns moment. him. Moment like ooh,
1: ouch. Yeah, ouch. Well, I mean that again. That's another moment taken from the book where he's just like. Well, uh, yeah. exile forever, yeah. I guess, because yeah. the laws are more important than. Yeah. I, I, I actually, this is one of the things I really liked about I the think... book is that they say they say this explicitly, so you can have this really cool moment. So uh, Stoic is like um, actually says publicly to everyone after his exile, he's like, "I'm doing this even with my own son, even though it pains me a lot." And then uh, Hiccup's <laughs> like, "Well, you're kind of a really bad father, yeah. you know? Uh, what like what father would prioritize yeah. laws over yeah. his own son's life?"
0: I think I think they do. Like justified a bit in the movie because as the chief he's supposed to be protecting the village and he's like look at all these you know they the dragons have killed us all like been killing us for years and years and you know what you've done you've befriended this dangerous beast like you could have killed everyone you know I think yeah they they do okay I think justifying Stoic's anger but uh. I don't know if I like the direction he takes it, like with like disowning him and yeah, it, I don't know. It gets a bit weird. I didn't like it too much. I feel like or... it
1: kind of sets up for the, the um, reunion later on. Maybe, yeah. you know, it's kind of designed to put that counter. I agree. Yeah. It is a little odd, but I, I didn't have a problem with it because I like the way that it ends up going.
0: Yeah, so. I suppose.
1: <laughs> so they're off to find the dragon's desk, which they do. Uh, and the Red Death very quickly gains the advantage. So uh, stoic kind of charges into this cave where all the dragons are, and he goes in like swinging his hammer to fight. But all the dragons just kind of fly out.
0: Yeah, uh, and they're and like, "We did it! We yeah. got rid of the dragons!"
1: Uh, and then like the, there's you know the very tropey big yeah. booming footsteps yeah, and yeah. the kind of the giant dragon's head, and stoic's like, "Run away! Run away!" Run away! <laughs> and it, like burns up the fleet straight away, and instantly they are uh, under the co- under the kosh. Yeah. But the kids are there to save the day. So yeah. back in the village, Hiccup realised that their kind of only chance to help is to uh, take some dragons over.
0: Yeah. So they get all the dragons they've been training with, um... which are
1: kind of the standard varieties described earlier um, in the by by fish legs. and uh, and they pair them up. Yeah. One each, other. like even the twins get their own like two headed dragon, which uh, to share. Yeah. And they fly off and they arrive just in time to uh, distract the red death. The blue-coloured red death. Thanks. Thanks, Dreamworks. Well, I don't
0: think they ever named it in the movie. No, they
1: don't. And ironically, the uh, soundtrack actually uh, incorrectly describes it as the green death. Oh, really? So we're just having a a great day (laughs) colour-wise. Okay. feel colourblind. It's a terrible film. Yeah. Yeah, so they kind of distract him and and gain the upper hand for a moment while uh, Toothless heads off to try and save... So not Toothless, Hiccup heads down to try and save Toothless.
0: Yeah, who's been strapped to the boat in a metal cage. Yeah, but eventually uh, starts sinking and...
1: So he runs down, he can't kind of undo the locks and then uh, he's grabbed out of the water by Stoic. Um, and there's this moment where you're like, no, what's going to happen? And then uh, this is one, this is just my favorite, like probably my favorite moment of the film, is that Stoic goes back into the water and, and, saves, and unhooks yeah. uh, Toothless and lets him back up to the yeah. who, who flies back up and
0: yeah, and Toothless brings him back with him.
1: Yeah, nice. uh, and I, I love the way this happens because it's when he when he hooks him out of the water, uh, you know, a, a kind of standard thing you do there is you give the speech there and then, and then you go back and, and uh, or you know, Hiccup would have to convince him. But I like that Stoic has already kind of realized He's on them board,
0: that... like when well, he realizes
1: he made the mistake, <laughs> yeah. you know, like and and uh, and he's seen that not only because of, you know, the giant dragon threat that which Hiccup mentioned was true, but that the kids then came back on their own brain yeah. so he realizes that they're capable. Yeah. Um and I just really like the way that this happens. And before he releases Toothless and Hiccup to go and fight, there's kind of a really nice moment where he's like, um, where uh, he, he apologises and he's like, um, "I'm really proud of you," Aww. and uh, and I, this is a moment where I almost <laughs> cried a bit because it's really nice. Just, I love my dad. Aww. Yep, and uh, then they put into action kind of something that they foreshadowed in a, in a comedy moment earlier in the film, where a very small dragon was kind of beaten by Toothless, who just puffed a bit of fire into it, and then, and he's like, "You're not so fireproof from the inside, are you?" And this kind of gives him the idea to. Shoot a fireball into the giant giant dragon. Yeah. And it is giant. It's like
0: it's like how many times ta- the size of the mountain. Like
1: maybe fifty times Toothless's size. It's it's pretty big. Yeah. It's, it's shown to be massive. like just breathing in kind of is is almost would would suck in a dragon for trying to fly away yeah, from it's, it.
0: Yeah. It's huge.
1: But they pull off this plan. The only way they can get him to open his mouth and have the time to do it is by flying right in front of him. Yeah. Uh, at a dangerously close level. So they spin, hit him, uh and in the kind of.
0: And then it explodes. Like yeah. a car, yeah. in an actual. Like a film. gas tanker. Like what? <laughs> like I was okay, like, I, I guess, guess there's fire
1: in the belly or whatever, but yes. like.
0: Well, ja- I guess that the fire has to ignite somehow. It is a gas of Look, some it's kind. It's a kid's
1: film. One like... of the
0: other dragons b- breathes gas out of one he- head and ignites <laughs> it through the other head. Like.
1: I'm just saying, can you imagine this film if uh, if the dragon kind of crashes to the ground and there's just like flesh and blood splattered everywhere? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no! Oh no. This is terrible! Oh, no. um,
0: well, the book does that! Like,
1: it's yes. just guts yep. and
0: flesh. But and... that's kind
1: of the, the, the mood that the book has already <laughs> yeah. established. The, the film is going for something very different here. <laughs> um, and I appreciate that. Yes, me too. Because I'm not sure I want to see that in this lovely 3D animation.
0: Yeah. I'm happy with a mushroom cloud, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it is it does it. I did immediately think that when I saw, it. I was like, okay, I guess
0: they, they did a really good job with like the smoke effects in this film, like and how it's lit up by the fire. Hmm. Um, they had a good moment earlier with like a silhouette of a dragon, like just flashes once, um, with the fire, and then when during this last fight they've got Toothless's fire, which is sort of more like a whiter blue fire colour, and so yeah. the smoke lights up like a lightning storm almost. Yeah, it's and then cool. And then, yeah, when this one explodes, it's just this massive The attention like, to detail they have
1: is really good. Red,
0: orange, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: so they defeat it, and unfortunately in the process, um, like in the crash and the fireball, uh, Hiccup is kind of injured, and there's this moment where they're like, oh, is he dead? No. Mm. Uh, but uh Toothless has actually sheltered him under his wing. What a good boy. Yeah. What a good, good boy. And um, Hiccup wakes up in the village. Uh, and I really actually like this. The, the kind of way this pans out so he loses his leg yeah um which is in a, in a family film is is not really kind of the traditional avenue like oh it's just everything was okay feel, but that was a close call i, like, yeah. I really like, I like this consequence yeah
0: i i really enjoy that
1: um and and also like fantastic to have like so he, he's he's already been built a leg a that's been kind of attached to him but i, I just love that it's because it's such a um uh, uh it's representation you know yeah Good. um and they you know they stick with it in the next film and everything and and, and as opposed to growing this well, yeah, leg really back, leg back. Is... well it happens in a, in uh, yeah. ad- adventure time um but <laughs> uh it, it does kind of provide that nice synergy with Toothless also having his you know yeah. uh, left fin missing mm. so now they kind of match yeah. which uh, is kind of cool yeah. uh now he's the hero of the village yeah. and um uh, the thing that's most pleasing is that the rest of the village has reconciled with all the dragons who are no longer yeah, uh, subject enemies. to the whims of the Red Death, and now they're all
0: friends. Yeah, I like it.
1: And I do really like this because it provides a really good opportunity in the next film where you kind of get to see all the dragons that the adults kind of have. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and who they've picked yeah, and stuff like, like that.
0: Yeah, like like the dragons are very much like
1: they're like how dogs. They look kind of like their, their, their owners. their, yeah. their riders. Like, yep.
0: You know, it's it's fun. Yeah, I, I I like I like the ending and I like all the dragons reconciling and yeah i feel like i I
1: want to go and watch the second one again me too
0: oh such a good song in that where no one goes i love that i love that song
1: johnsy who does their post the 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 credit song here as well Mm. Um, but like that scandinavian music fits this series so well it's It's really good and that's the end
0: yay we didn't really mention the somewhat romantic subplot that happens between Astrid and
1: I know it's it's kind of barely there. But I, I don't really, it's really not care about it. Yeah. Well let's recommend or not. Uh let's go book first.
0: Uh I would recommend it for kids. I don't think adults are really gonna get much out of it. Um I didn't have the illustrated version, which probably would also be better. It was illustrated by the author, with kind of sort of Quentin Blake esque Kind of I had a couple style? of those in mind, but not a I had a couple, a but I think it was, like, illustrated a bit more um, in, like, a picture book type okay. format. But, yeah, it's it's good. It's just a bit silly and, like, a bit young for me. Yeah, so. I think for
1: me it's, like, it's a qualified recommend, you know. Like, you have to go into it knowing it's a kid's book yeah. um, and that it's not really the same as the, the film if you're kind of hoping for a, an equally moving yeah. sort of...
0: Yeah, it's not moving at all. No. Like... <laughs> You don't, I don't, didn't, it's, really p- it's feel pitched it, at boys. Basically. Um. Yeah, and yeah, no women. Yep. Like, no. There's none. like, oh, they this, mention this is, one. Well, there's his mum.
1: His mum actually appears yeah. in this, which is a difference, and, and I think his mum is a character in the second film. That's a big yeah. part of the plot. Yeah.
0: They, they mention, they mention, uh, yeah. I think, I think there are more women, female characters as the series goes on, but as a, a standalone book.
1: Yeah. Very quickly, I do need to mention one of my favourite bits from the film, which we skipped over because we didn't talk about a lot of the comedy, but that uh, uh, Stoic gives Hiccup uh, a helmet early on as he's like just about to leave. And he's like, um, uh, This was uh, half of your, your this mother's. This was your
0: mother's. This was
1: your mother's breastplate.
0: Made from half a breastplate. And Stoic, who's, uh, not Stoic, and Hiccup, who's been like caressing it lovingly, like, Oh my gosh, I've got, ugh.
1: Yeah. And, and then he's like, um, Uh, the other one is here. It's It's like like points to his own head,
0: yeah. (laughs) Keeps her close, you know? Oh, it's
1: just, it's it's one of those things that's clearly thrown in for the adults (laughs) to laugh at. But it was just very strange. Funny. Uh, and would you recommend the DreamWorks film? Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: 100%. I think we've both kind of already espoused our praise for, uh, for the film. It's just a a solid piece of animation, uh, even if you're not usually into that sort of thing. What are you into outside of of dragons and and training them? Uh,
0: I have been catching up with uh, the bits of Please Like Me that I haven't already watched, and that resulted in forgetting where I left off, so I have just restarted watching it. (laughs) It's really great. I I like uh, the characters are you know, they're flawed characters, but it treats mental illness in a refreshing way. It's not taboo. It's not even like, oh, we're not being taboo about it. It's, or like, you know, it's not going, we're representing everything. It's great. But it's just treated very matter-of-factly, and I really enjoy it. It's got a great cast, queer uh, a lot of queer cast members and queer representation in the show and yeah please like
1: me I can't recall if I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago but if I didn't uh, I've been re-watching Red vs Blue um, uh, which is uh, machinima or oh, machinima however you prefer to pronounce it and it's basically uh, filmed using Halo um, and then they just voice the characters and, and write their own sort of uh, story and it's now like into its 16th season uh, so there's a lot, wow. Um, and each season, about probably about two hours worth of content, all up, um, usually in like twenty five minute esque sort of length of videos. Um, it's uh, mostly or almost almost entirely comedy, but uh, they do delve into some more serious stuff when you start getting to kind of around series uh, six, seven, eight, especially, and then nine and ten really hammer a bit of that in. But it's uh, it's just fascinating, if anything, to watch the animation and kind of what you can do using a different medium to kind of create, you know, comedy. You can tell how they evolved from the first couple of, like, especially in the first season, where it's it was more of a parody of the game and kind of, you know, just some of the ridiculousness of, of space marines fighting in a canyon in the middle of nowhere. And then how that evolves to become more about the characters and, and their journeys and stuff, which is, it's just a really cool development and uh, and worth checking out. Uh, we did it we did it uh, that brings us to the en- most of the end so just the formalities to go next time we're going to be doing Crazy Rich Asians uh, which is a Kevin Kwan book uh, it's about to be released on film and I'm going to check the date for that right now and yes uh, I was right it is uh, Crazy Rich Asians will be on board today. that's going to be just released in cinemas by the time we get that episode out so uh, tune in for that one I've heard uh, really good things I have two. Um, so it sounds, it, it looks very funny, at least, the trailer. Yeah. So uh, Go check that trailer out, and if you can get a copy of the book, uh, do that too. Uh, you can find and contact us at wereadthebook at gmail.com, on Twitter at readthebookpod, and on Facebook at the We Read the Book discussion group. Uh, and we'd love to have more of you in there to chat with. That'd be cool. Uh, you can, of course, subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher. Uh, and we'll appear fortnightly. And if you really like the show, uh, we pr- always appreciate a bit of a rating and a review. It just helps uh spread the word about our, our good times here on this podcast. Uh, and I think that is about Who all... Who does your song? Oh! Who does
0: your sweet song?
1: Sally uh filling out all of the main <laughs> admin duties of this podcast. Uh, so the Dada Weatherman Human Light is our theme yeah. song. We are very grateful to them for the use of that.
0: I um, really like the song, which is why... i <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: And that's going to bring us to the end. I've been Adam Wildman Heap.
0: And I've been Sally, just yell at them, McMaster.
1: We'll see you next time, folks. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye.
1: Bye. Like someone skimped on the meat in his sandwich. No, I fucked that up already. <laughs> I assumed there was more to that quote and then just 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 yeah. botched it, really. Like someone skimped on the meat in oh, fuck. Why can't I get this right? This some,
0: like someone, someone skimped on the meat in the sandwich. In his sandwich. In his sandwich.
1: Like someone skimped... Oh, fucking Jesus. Alright. Last one. Four times the charm. <laughs> Shut up.